I think we've got the video. Round it there, Roshi. That's the ever on standby. Uh, there you go. <laughs> that was the worst day of my life. The worst day of my life. My God, it was absolutely brutal. Good what happened? OTB AM. Live weekday mornings from 7.30 on the OTB Sports app. OTB AM. With Gillette. Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar. Welcome to the OTBAM Time Capsule. Hope you had a great Christmas. Shane Hannan here. This is where we put our standard moment into the time capsule from the sporting year of 2022. Well, we all pick different moments and put them into the capsule. You can get the full episode over in the OTBAM podcast feed. But here I'm joined by OTBAM's rugby man, Cameron Hill, who puts forward his rugby moment of the sporting year 2022. Cameron Hill, how are you? Not too bad, Shane. How are you? Very good. We're getting some uh, some serious additions to the time capsule this year, and uh, you are opting for the rugger for Ireland beating New Zealand, uh, beating the All Blacks in a series, which was quite the achievement of 2022. Oh, a huge achievement. You know, I mean, we've done a, we've done a lot over the last couple mm. of years, beating the All Blacks in Chicago, of course, beating them in 2018 at home, um, beating them again in 2021 at home. But this this felt different. You know, like as. Uh, I always feel that okay, home victories are huge, but we don't have World Cups at home. Mm. You know, we don't host them. So all of these big games at World Cups take place away from home in hostile atmospheres, like um, what we're going to see next year in France. And to go down to New Zealand and lose the first test, yeah, um, back by against some, the wall, some score, yeah. like forty-two nineteen, and then to come back and you know the atmosphere in that camp mustn't have been great because we lost against the Marys in the first game too to come back win in the second test in the Perspex the glass house as they call yeah. it in the Forset Bar and then also win in Wellington to have some Wellington redemption because we lost to Wales of course in 2011 like that is that's huge it's almost like the um, the shackles were off, was off, were off the pressure was off once the first test was out of the way and we'd lost it was like right well let's just go and do something here let's perform and with the performance came the result like to go and beat them then after, as you say, that per start to the series makes it all the better. Absolutely, and I mean it, the second test didn't. It, well, it started in a similar way to the first in that we scored really early, but we backed it up this time. <laughs> like uh, we scored through Keith Earls in that first test, and you know we were like, oh, we can we can start to dream here, <laughs> and then it just kind of fell apart. We just didn't take our chances, and New Zealand, as they often do, took all their chances that we gave them, um, and then. We just pulled it all together in the second test, and I missed the second test. Unfortunately, I had to listen to it in the car. Um, but watch the third test! <laughs> Amazing! What a match! Amazing! A really, you know, on a knife edge, on a knife edge the whole way through. Yeah. We scored a couple of tries. They scored a couple of tries, and then, you know, we talked about the Shawnee O'Shea um, free kick, and you know, the heroes coming from likely places, the most unlikeliest of heroes, and that's not to cast any aspersions on Rob Herring, but to come from the back of that mall <laughs> and just go, ah, yeah, sure, why not? Let's go for it. Yeah, and score that try, which pushes us over the line and gets the win. Ah, that's one, of the mo- that's one of the moments of 2022 that, that shouldn't be forgotten. Hugely, like, yeah. That, and, and is in danger of being forgotten because of, as I said, all the other moments in the list. But surely Rob Herring's try has to be up there. Oh, it's iconic. Iconic. What a moment of Will of the Wisp. <laughs> and I mean we've had the November series now you know three wins from three but up until the series in New Zealand I feel like this year for Irish rugby was going to be a question of what if yeah I mean I was there in the Stade de France in February 
when Ireland played France and we came so, so close and they scored two tries yeah. and we came back into that game and were it not for Hugo Keenan, his kick going a bit awry and giving it back to France who kicked it out, we might have won that game. Then I was in Marseille for the Champions Cup final when we played La Rochelle and that was a case of so close and yet so far. <laughs> so to do it this time, to finally go down there and lose the first test and go, oh, this this could get ugly very fast south, yeah. and still turn it around. That, I think, you know, I mean, we talk about World Cup, World Cup, World Cup next year, but um, that feels like it's a significant moment. Yeah, and that, that's a point you make as well. The fact that we won the November Internationals mm. then afterwards, albeit the Fiji game and the Australia game weren't that emphatic, uh, especially the Fiji game performance, but it wasn't our strongest team. But that kind of... For good or for bad, heads us into a World Cup year being really good and really yeah. confident. Like, I don't know if that's a good thing. Obviously, the Six Nations has to come between now and the World Cup. But I mean, we're we're certainly in a good position. And I don't know if that adds pressure to the players or if this group of players feel pressure, like, like in years gone past where we just can't get past that quarterfinal stage. But hopefully it doesn't become too all-encompassing just before the World Cup that we're, that we're the number one team in the world. We're brilliant. No, and you know what it is? Like, we've a really strong, solid squad from 1 to 15. I mean, we've, we probably lack some depth in certain areas, but we seem pretty strong there. But what's, what's really encouraging for me is that there's a lot of players putting their hand up as a kind of game changer. Yeah. I mean, you look back at that France game in February, um, that game looked like it was going to run away from us. Stade de France that day was a real, you know, cauldron. You, just, <laughs> you felt this is, this is going to get too much. Who turns it around? Mac Hansen catches the ball off the kick. Suddenly we're back in that game. Again, Josh relatively unlikely hero, hero again. Yeah, like, yeah absolutely. Yeah. And came out of nowhere. Um, Josh van der Fleer, how many performances has he put in this year? How many man of the match rewards has he got this year? <laughs> because he's been able to sort of change the momentum of the game. And it felt in November we had Jimmy O'Brien coming to the fore as maybe someone who might do that for us next year. Yeah. And who knows? Jack Crowley could be the person. He seems a bit more swashbuckling than the rest of our options back of 10 options yeah. so it's really encouraging but you know the centrepiece of that year this year will be that series in New Zealand and yeah it'll yeah. live long in the memory regardless and I guess it's kind of bookended as well towards the end of the year in November where you have Josh van der Fleer being named World Rugby Player of the Year which just is testament to the 12 months that he had and it was well deserved and you know to only be the third Irish player after Keith Wood and Johnny Sexton to pick up that award kind of put the sheen on the on the 12 months that, that was for Irish rugby it did it did and I suppose you know Johnny Sexton won it in 2018 the year out from the World Cup yeah fair again we're always focused on this World Cup you know this obsession we have mm. and maybe the only lesson we learned this year is that happiness is a potent yet fleeting high but um, it does That I, I kind of feel a bit more optimistic now I do you know Irish rugby has been a series of just not getting there in the end and I kind of feel like it's been I don't know like I don't want to be too harsh but like a, a deadbeat dad who always promises they're going to pick up the kid and never does <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah there is a reason to be cheerful this year because we I don't think we've peaked mm. I think there's still plenty of improvement those wins we ground out in November yeah and that that could be how we get through in a World Cup but there's still potential to go and reach our zenith it's a fair point mm. the nature of those performances might actually stand to us the, the tight games and the itty bitty uh, performances uh, Cameron Hill very 
well done and uh, an excellent addition, I think, to our OTBAM time capsule. And, and happy Christmas. And happy Christmas, of course. Way. It's up here. We, we, we can still say it up until, what, first, second week of January, maybe? Uh, I don't know when's acceptable. I think early March. Early March. Early. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go for it. Let's just keep saying <laughs> the early March. You heard it from Cameron. If you hear me saying happy Christmas to you, it's because Cameron told me to. Uh, we've got a we've got a video clip here, I think, as well, to, before we finish on the rugby. Yeah, Alan Quinlan summing up basically the series as a whole. I think he does it really well, so we maybe are. we'll throw that. To win a series here, just an amazing... Amazing, amazing uh, situation for the players and uh, and the coaching staff. They deserve huge credit, given that you know the way things panned out in that first test and uh, the response. The midweek team team winning against the Maoris, it just couldn't be any better. Three out of five games won for Ireland. I suppose um, we knew it was going to be a tough situation, but I think they've surpassed their expectations and just been been amazing right across the board. You could say. Um, to play three test mass matches in, in three weeks in a trot like this for the vast majority of the players and uh, the energy they found there, particularly at the end of the game, to hang on, to come up with some big plays. And you said it in your, at the start, the way they played in that first half was just incredibly impressive. Uh, three tries, uh, they came out, started brilliantly again and you know, no big controversial incidents. I think they'll, you know, maybe we'll hear about the Andrew Porter tackle and Brody Retallick. Uh, Wayne Barnes gave him a yellow. Could it have been a red? Well, of course it could have been. Um, but I think the, it was probably the right call. Um, but if he got a red card, you know, they wouldn't, you, you know, it's one of those ones that can go either way. Uh, Wayne Barnes said there was no forward force that he kind of accepted the tackle. Um, giving me a yellow card. I'm, I'd be interested to hear what Ian Foster says about that after the game. But just the effort out of the players to stay going, to really believe they could do it here. And um, just it's 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 surreal. It's surreal. Um, Twenty four years since New Zealand have lost two home games on the trot, and that was against South Africa and Australia. So Ireland have broken all kinds of records here and, and, and achieved just the unthinkable. Really, James Lowe said it after the game. He was interviewed. He said it's just unimaginable what's after happening, and um, it's really special for the players. They put in some some shift there for the last couple of weeks, and. They got their just rewards, and as you said as well, it's it's history. It's the, probably the greatest, two of the greatest results that that Ireland have ever achieved because they've never been here. And um, I suppose when we pick through the bones of it, you could argue and say that New Zealand were were really poor, but Ireland made them look really poor in the first half. And uh, the reaction here would be will be uh, so much pressure on the coaching staff for New Zealand and a lot of question marks, but. It's about Ireland now, and uh, they were just amazing and absolutely brilliant couple of weeks. OTB AM. With Gillette, get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar. 